Trading Nut, episode 114. Really, to keep it simple, it's patience. I know it's a boring answer. I know nobody wants to hear it. They all want to hear something magical, some kind of hidden secret, some kind of gem, you know, but it's, it's just patience. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Up Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Justin Muller on the show. Now, Justin is also, what you may not know about him, he's, he's the sponsor of my Forex Simulator challenges. In fact, he's the owner of Forex Simulator, so sponsoring those challenges, but he's also a really good trader, and today he talks us through his 30K to 100K account flip that he did in just a matter of weeks. Guys, you're about to hear how he did that, as long with everything else in his journey, and we get a whole bunch of tips and insights into how he actually trades. So guys, we've got that coming up in just a second. Um, now, now this week is going to be a tough week for me. I've decided to do a five-day fast. My brother talked me into it, and uh, yeah, I'm on day one of it. So if you join any of the live streams, I'm going to probably be in all sorts of bother. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I'm getting this, this recording out of the way early, so I don't have to deal with it when I'm mid mid fast. Uh, now the uh, the longest I've done before is like an intermittent 24 hour fast. So that is a, as long as I've done. So I'm I'm doing this, and it's not gone well today. I've I've done my back in somehow this morning. So uh, look, just wish me luck, guys. I could be in all sorts of bother come trader versus trader semi final number one, which is going to kick off. Later this week, I think we penciled in sometime around Wednesday, so it might actually be before this goes live. Um, so Trader vs. Trader, semi-final number one, we've got amazing traders there, Dovi and Pooms. Pooms has got the highest score on this trading challenge ever, so you've got to go and check that out. Uh, he had 25% after five trades, so Dovi had a great score as well, so it should be a nicely contested semi-final there. Then we've got semi-final number two coming the week after that. Now, the high score was beaten from my guests, so Richard Nasser came on, took out uh, Cass Darmans. He got nine, uh, He got 13.42, had a massive trade there that got him those scores. Uh, and yeah, look, he he didn't do as well as Cass in the uh, in the in the ten trade challenge. He only got he got didn't get any actually. Cass got nine out of ten. So guys, you've got to go and check this stuff out. If you're not checking this out, go and check it out over there on Trading Nut under the challenges title. Uh, sorry, navigation in the top nav. Uh, also, the uh, if you do want to do your back testing faster than Forex Simulator, then I do teach you how to do fully automated trading robots, how to build them. Um, turn your strategy into an EA or even just semi-automate some of your trading. That's my call my robot builders club. Uh, if you want to head over there now, it's probably the best time because the price is going to go up soon. All right. Uh, and last but not least, new logo coming for Trading Nut. And with that comes some new merch. Uh, I'm going to get that out the door very, very soon. Definitely not in this fasting week because um, I can feel myself already struggling here. So let's get on with this interview with Justin. Here we go. Whether you're a struggling trader or a profitable trader, our sponsor, City Traders Imperium, are offering you the chance to become a fully backed Forex trader. That's right, get coached and funded with CTI today. 
All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Justin Mueller here on the show now. Justin is the uh, owner, the CEO of Forex Simulator, who sponsored my backtesting challenges. We've got him on the show here today, though, to talk uh, a little bit about his trading, or well, all about his trading journey uh, to date, and also uh, his great sort of, uh, I suppose, account growth story as well that he's just achieved. So, Justin, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Hey, um, to start off with, like, do you want to give the listeners a bit of uh, background on you? I don't, I don't usually do this, but yeah, maybe a sort of where where, where you're at at the moment. I know you're from uh, based in Florida. Um, you, you've got uh, you run uh, Forex Simulator, the, the backtesting software we use. Um, but other things around what you're doing now, and then what we'll do is we'll get into the the journey around your trading. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm here based in South Florida, uh, pretty much near Miami. And, you know, in my, in my early 20s, uh, about Forex simulators, a quick fun fact about that, you know, recently acquired that business. The previous owner was looking to sell it and he reached out and he said, hey, I think you'd be a good fit to own it. Um, after doing some quick math and just thinking of, you know, what I could do to grow the business, I realized it would be a great opportunity for me to buy the business. So I bought the business and we, I wish we could focus on updating it right now. We are about to start updating it. So everyone that's sending in uh, requests, anyone that's sending in feedback and ideas, trust me, we're saving all of it. We're writing it down. Uh, right now, we're just focusing on building uh, other applications right now related to trading. So mobile apps for iOS, Android, and desktop applications, that's coming first for us. And then when those are done being built, then we're going to focus on Forex Simulator 100%. Our first goal is to turn it into a web-based version so you no longer have to download it. So uh, sorry for jumping the gun and going right to that. I just wanted to mention that so we don't forget later. Um, well, look, look yeah, first, just, first yeah. and foremost, I know for a fact that you know you, you're um, you got to this position here, you know, at, at quite a young age of being able to buy these companies and uh, or buy the software and create new products and stuff through your trading and uh, success in trading. Now, do you want to give the listeners uh, the story? And I'll jump in here and ask a few questions along the way. The story into how you actually made it as a trader. Definitely. Uh, I started trading back when I graduated high school. I actually found the Forex industry, the Forex industry specifically from a Facebook video. At the time, I didn't know. Apparently, it was one of the biggest Forex traders in Asia. Uh, it was a video of him sitting in a conference room. He had his Android phone open. And at the time, I didn't know, but it, you know, it was MetaTrader. And he had about five to seven open trades. And I think each trade was valued at $100,000 profit. And I'm never going to forget watching that video. I had no idea what I was watching, but I knew that it was some kind of financial market because it showed that the profit was in either JPY or GBP. I forgot which one. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's money being made. And all of his trades were hitting take profit one after one after one. So that's what got me interested. And then I saw the comment on that video said, oh, wow, that's an awesome Forex account, Forex trade. And I'm sitting there thinking, what's Forex? So I Googled it. I looked it up. I looked up on YouTube. And I went down the rabbit hole just like everyone else does. So I went down the rabbit hole. I got hooked. And in my first three years, I lost $50,000. That's <laughs> five zero. The problem was everybody thinks in the beginning that they're a bad trader. Everybody thinks they're a bad trader because they lose money. But let me tell you, most of you listening to this right now, you are not a bad trader. You're just bad at risk management. If you're listening to this and you took my in-person free sessions I do down here in South Florida at my office, you always hear me say the same thing. The reason why you're losing money is not because you're bad at predicting where something's going to go. You're losing money because you're bad at controlling your rep. It's an acronym I made. It's called, it stands for risk, emotions, and patience. 
If you don't know how to control your risk, emotions, or patience, it doesn't matter if you have a 100% success rate strategy, you are going to lose all of your money. If you are missing one of those links of the triangle, whether you're missing the risk, but you're able to control your emotions and your patience, well, guess what? You have the emotional control and the patience to hold the trade and stick to your plan. But if you don't have the risk, you're going to lose your money. So if you're missing at least one of those things, you're pretty much screwed. And that was my problem in the first three years. I, every single week, the downside, okay, let me tell you, I was in sales and marketing before trading. And at that young age, you know, 18, 19 years old, when you're making over $1,000 a week in sales and marketing, what are you going to do with that money when you find out what Forex is? Every single week, you're going to put that money into the market. And guess what happened? Every single week, I lost my money. And there were a few times that I felt like quitting. There were a few times I felt like, man, am I just gambling? It, it, do I have a gambling problem? <laughs> you know, so every, everything that everybody thinks of in the first three years, I went through it, but 10 times worse. There are times when it, it's gotten to the point now in my life where I, I will literally have a dream of me trading. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you've had this as well. There are dream right now. There are dreams where I'm looking at my phone and I see a $7,000 profit. When I wake up, guess what? My phone, it shows $7,000 profit for the trading. Same thing goes for a loss. You know, so if I'm sleeping in my dream and it, it, I see a negative $2,000 trade, I wake up, it says negative 2,500. It's just so funny how once you've been doing this for a long time, you just start to become pretty, uh, what's the word, clairvoyant? Or uh, I forgot the word, you know, yeah, psychic. Yeah, with yeah, it. it's like a, yeah, clear, uh, not a clairvoyant, it's almost like a, um, you've got ESP for it sort of thing, like existentiary perception, is it? Or, yes, but, exactly. Yeah, I think that's I, it. I tend to do the opposite. I, I, I dream that I made 7K and I wake up and I lost the trade and I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> work? Or I wake up and yep. I'll, I'll check the phone. What? I've lost it. Ah, you're kidding. Anyways. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm telling you, we all go through it and there are times where, let's say I'm cooking, I just, the downside about, you know, making your money and trading and you're so comfortable with your life. You're always out buying food and doing Uber Eats and DoorDash. So I started to get back into really cooking and learn how to cook. Um, there are times, for example, I'm just doing something and I get this random feeling in my head. I should check my phone because I feel like the market just tanked or just exploded up. You just get this weird feeling. And then when you check your phone, you see that it bursts and you're like, wow, I have no idea how I just knew that, but I just knew to check it at the exact time when it exploded. So what I'm just, what I'm trying to say here is that you're going to become successful trading not by watching a few YouTube videos. You're not going to become successful trading by taking someone's $500,000 course right away. Um, you can take a course and succeed. The whole thing is that it's going to take time. So, you know, the more time you put into this industry, eventually you will understand how it works. And uh, that's, that's pretty much the number one thing I can tell everyone is time is your number one asset in trading. It's just time. And so, so I mean, the, I mean, you talked about, so 18, you were losing a grand a, a week. And then how did you start to eat your way out of that? Just jumping in here with a quick message from my sponsor, Sage Capital, who provide education, software, and tools needed to increase anyone's ability to trade more successfully. Perfect for people who are either still learning, too busy, or just want to use professional-grade strategies to build passive income. They've achieved high returns with relatively low risk and are available for auto-copying today. Go to sagecapital.co.uk and start auto-trading today. So here's the funny thing. It's actually the challenge that I've told people on my YouTube channel several times and in person, my Instagram. Here's a challenge anyone can do, and it's completely free to do this, and it requires very little money. On your live account or demo account, doesn't matter. But of course, as we all know, trading on...
on a demo account, but they really just like to trade on a live account because your demo account doesn't simulate real human emotion because it's not your real money. It's just numbers on the screen. So here's what I tell people. For 30 days, only trade one micro lot, you know, which is 0.01. So that's 10 cents per pip. Trade only one micro lot for 30 days and you're not allowed to stack your positions. That means you can only have one open trade per pair at a given time. So let's say you get into a buy position right now for gold. It tanks by 50 pips. You think, oh, now it's going to go back up. Do not re-enter. See how long you can hold that trade, right? <laughs> See how long you can discipline yourself to determine whether or not it's going to go up, go down. The reason for this is because if you keep stacking, you have to remember this. Things happen for a reason. Whenever you feel like doing something out of emotion, that's how you know something bad is about to happen. So if you stacked your trade out of emotion because of a 50 pip drawdown, it's going to go 20 pips in profit. So you're like, yeah, it's going back up. I knew it was going to go up. 10 minutes later, you put your phone down, you go to the bathroom, you come out, you're 100 pips in drawdown. It kept on spiking down. Then you see it going back up again. Oh, let me enter again. And you keep doing this until you have 20 positions open and you blow your account. So that's what the strategy, that's what the, the challenge is for. The challenge is a very simple challenge. One micro lot per trade, no stacking. And I recommend Forex pairs only because as we all know, if you trade with gold, uh, silver, US 30, these pairs are a lot more volatile on these Forex brokerages with the high leverage. Uh, it can definitely increase the drawdown a lot faster. So stick to only Forex pairs, one micro lot per trade and no stacking at the end of the month. It doesn't matter if you made money or lost money. As long as you follow those rules, you pass the challenge. Because I have students, uh, you know, my free st uh, students from one-on-one sessions in person, they'll take the challenge. They only made 10 bucks for the month. But here's the thing. They made $10 and they didn't blow their account. They didn't lose money. That $10 represents 100 pips. That's 100 pips more than what 99% of traders make in one month because everybody goes YOLO and they risk their entire account. So the whole point of that challenge is to see how well you can discipline yourself. So to answer your question about what helped me get out of that losing phase, I did that challenge. I did that challenge with a $1,000 live account. Again, I'm not telling you to do that. That's just what I personally did. I started with a $1,000 account and I did only one micro lot per trade. There was a time I woke up and I saw I was a 50, a 50 pips and drawdown. It was on a, a trade, GBP, JPY. I said, you know what? I'm confident that this is going to go up to my take profit. I'm not going to let this drawdown influence me to close my trader stack. I'm going to hold it. I held it. That night is spiked lower by 30 pips-ish. So I was 80 pips in drawdown. And then guess what happened right before I went to bed? It spiked straight up 200 pips and it hit my take profit. <laughs> so that right there was when I learned discipline. I see mm. a lot of people talking about, oh, I want, a high, I want to follow someone that has a high win rate. This, that, this, that. All of this stuff, it's very attractive to people who are brand new to the industry, but you don't need high win rate. You need to control your risk emotions your patience your strategy comes second and just to just to sort of tie that all in and make sure we understand that stop loss on those trades what was it like a 100 pip stop loss and a 200 100 pip take profit or did you have a strategy you're using to enter the trades or how did you you go about the actual trading of it so now are we talking about my about, flip account from 30k to no, 100k sorry, or about the 100 uh, about the 30 day challenge got it so here's the funny thing this is actually my second aha moment in trading and it was funny I didn't really realize this until, um, you know, three, four years into trading, which is when I did that personal challenge of mine. And I discovered like, oh, this is how you make money is by just being patient, using good risk. With that challenge, what I was doing, I wasn't using a stop loss. Here's why. On a $1,000 account, I was using one micro lot 
And at a time, I would have maybe one or two open trades per day maximum because I wasn't getting into a lot of trades. I can afford I can afford to have a 200 pip drawdown per trade. Unlike before, I would risk the entire account on one trade. So imagine you're 100 pips in drawdown with one micro lot. That's only $10. You're in drawdown by $10, which is 1% of your $1,000 account. How many people out there with a $1,000 account are trading with five mini lots? A standard lot. Hmm. Sounds ridiculous, but they do it. They can't afford to be even 20 pips in drawdown because it's going to mess with their mentality. Hmm. So with my personal trading for that uh, 30-day challenge, I didn't use a stop loss. This was my aha moment. I realized at that time, I told myself, if I'm going to place a stop loss, instead of placing the stop loss, I'm going to draw a horizontal line where I would place it. And guess what happened? Nine out of 10 times, if the trade ended up going to stop loss, it hit that horizontal line before spiking in my take profit. That is how I have a pretty high win rate with my trades. And so when I, I'm actually posting the MyFX book for the 30K to 100K flip challenge I did, people will see the win rate was over like 80, 85%. And when people see that, they're like, oh my God, that's incredible. I, I, people won't believe it. People will believe it. I use lower risk, which means I could afford to hold my trades through drawdown. So that's why I said, if you can't control your risk, emotions, and your patience, you'll lose no matter what. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's, so that's and that challenge, did that turn your whole sort of trading around? That one challenge you did. So you mean the thirty k to one hundred k? Yeah. So I know the the thirty day challenge. Oh, okay. Did, okay. Did, did that when you were back in the day when you did that challenge? You said you know that was a big big step in the right direction. What happened after that? That challenge changed everything. That changed my perspective on trading the industry. It made me realize that all the negative things people say about trading, it's because they don't understand. They've never been in the position. They've never tried that challenge. They've never really been in, in you know, the day trading side of things, not you know, long-term investing, but they haven't actually been through what I've been through to see the light of like, oh, wow, okay, this isn't gambling. This isn't a hit or miss thing. You have to follow your rules and you have to be patient. So that, that challenge really did change my entire trading. After that, that's when I found Divergence. And that's when my, my YouTube channel started to pop off a bit. Um, Divergence helped me with like entry confirmations. And, you know, so if, you're, if the price is creating lower lows, but your OBV indicator, OBV indicator is creating higher lows, that's bullish regular divergence, which means there's a good chance there'll be a reversal up, right? And all these other types of uh, divergences that you'll see with RSI, OBV. Um, so divergence was pretty much my, my second or third aha moment in trading. But that challenge, it completely changed my perspective on how to trade. And, and I mean, so you found divergence. I mean, were you, were you back testing a lot at this point? That is when I started getting into backtesting. And it was pretty funny you mentioned that because that was also when I first found Forex Simulator from the previous owner. He was selling it. So I bought myself a copy. And uh, that's when I started backtesting a lot <laughs> with Divergence. Yeah. And that's when I really started to see like, wow, okay, this is you know pretty awesome. And uh, so yeah, I was backtesting a lot back then. Every single weekend, believe it or not, still to this day, every single weekend I backtest. There's never a, a time where I don't backtest. Well. Wow. That's 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 powerful stuff there, guys. Uh, okay, so so from there you, you didn't look back, and and things have just kept kept growing from there. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Ever ever since that time, 
that's when, you know, I, I still had to go through the ups and downs, but definitely things that was when things were starting to get more positive than negative. And it helped me realize, okay, now I'm picking it up after three, four years. Now it's finally starting to become profitable and I can have like my first thousand dollar week and, you know, actually withdraw my profits. You know, that's another thing I tell people always withdraw your profits, even if it's half. Um, you need to get into that profitable state of mind. And it starts with withdrawing your profits, letting it hit your bank account or your Bitcoin wallet and buy something with that money. So every day when you look at that thing you bought, you realize I bought this with my trading profits. So that was another aha moment. It was making withdrawals. And a lot of people don't do that because they want to compound their account. But you're not going to do that if you're not in a profitable state of mind. So make your withdrawals. <laughs> okay. And, and on that, I suppose I did I did witness on your Instagram stories just the other day, or maybe even mean yesterday, um, you were, you'd done this account flip from 30K to 100K, and you were making that withdrawal. And, and uh, I think the, the withdrawal, uh, they took some sort of commission off it, and it wasn't quite 100K, but it was, it was very close. Um, uh, now, do you want to talk us through how that i suppose what a why did you decide to do the account flip in the first place and then b how you achieved it and and sort of anything else you can tell around us about that sure uh going back to the withdrawal thing this is actually something that happens with any brokerage that pays out in bitcoin usually when you make a withdrawal in bitcoin it's based on the fluctuation of bitcoin at that time so when i made the withdrawal i made it at night and just no sorry i made it when did i make it i forgot what time but it's in my youtube video i'll be uploading today or tomorrow it shows everything and from the time I requested the withdrawal, Bitcoin fell by like $2,000, right? <laughs> so so oh. the time that they processed it, I didn't get my full amount because of the difference between, oh. you know, so that's the thing. But I did have a viewer reach out and they said, hey, I have an idea for you. Good tip because this is something they've been doing. If your broker allows you to withdraw in USDC, which I've never oh, used it yeah. before, but apparently it's a coin that's like tied to the dollar or something, yeah. the US dollar. If you withdraw in USDC, you're going to get the exact amount. And then you just convert the USDC to Bitcoin. So mm. I'm like, thank you. I wish you told me this two days ago. <laughs> so, but hey, I'm happy I learned that now. So I need to try it to see if it actually works or not. So I can't say it does, but apparently it does. So I'll be doing that. Uh, but yeah, oh, what'd you say again? I, I um, went yeah, off on so, a rant. So, what was so, your question? So that was the yeah. So that was the withdrawal. Why did you decide to do the the challenge in the first place? This particular challenge. It was more of just a personal thing. I just wanted to see how how far I could push my mental limit. I've always had this barrier. Um, let me start off when I first started trading. In my first three years, I could never grow my account past a thousand dollars. And if I did. I was able to grow it to 19. I'm not even kidding when I say this. My account hit $1,999.90, something like that. I didn't even hit 2000. I was like 10 cents away. And the mental barrier of like, I've never been this far before. This is a big moment in my life. What am I going to do? I did one, I did one trade. I blew the account. So I've never, when I, in my first three years, that was my issue. I, I, I couldn't get past these mental barriers. So this year, 2021, I really just wanted to see how well I could push my mental ability of being able to grow account and seeing the higher number. Everybody, they love to leave comments. They love to judge people, you know, and be like, ah, you know, it's easy. All you have to do is follow your strategy and you're going to make money. It's not that easy. You know, you can follow your strategy, but when you see your 30K account turn into 40K, 50K, 60K, 70K, 80K, 90K, 100K, you can't help but start to get nervous because the only thing that's in your mind, in the back of your mind is, what if I lose this all tomorrow? What if I do one stu- what if I do one stupid trade and, and it's gone? And if I lose half the account, that's all that's going through your head. 
And in order for me to get to the point where I want to be in my trading career, I had to push myself to the limit and see what I can do. So once I hit the 100K mark, I told myself, screw it. I'm not going to continue trading. I haven't done a flip like this before. So I'm just going to take all the profit and walk away. And I'm happy I did that, you know, because it's stress-free, have the 100K and I can relax. So it really to answer your question, it was just for a personal test to see how well I can push myself. Okay. And, and so did the, the 100K, was it 100K on top of the 30K or was it 100K in total? I turned the 30K into 100K. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and and how did you go about doing it? I mean, what was different between, your, I suppose, your standard trading? Because I know you'd you'd had a good profit the, the month before. Uh, how did, how do you, what's the difference, right? What's the difference between that and, and what you normally do? So now is when things were, are starting to actually pick up into the 1% of traders category in terms of the profit. So January I had $40,000 profit. And then February I had, I think like 40 something, I think $43,000. So just a tiny bit more. The, the way I go about doing it is I just trade the same as usual. It's very simple. It just comes down to controlling my emotions. So remember what I said, you have to control your risk, emotions, and your patience. This entire time, I kept my risk in check based on the flip challenge, right? I kept my risk in check and I kept my patience in check. The thing that I had to focus on the most were my emotions. So the way I went about it was every single day, I had to remind myself, remember, it's okay if this challenge takes you five months or even a year to hit. It doesn't matter. Don't rush it, Justin. Focus on one trade at a time. Focus on your strategy. Get into that trade. Get out. If you're, if you're uncomfortable, I had a few losing trades. I think the most I lost on one trade was like $4,000. That was a silver trade. So, you know, just, just do what you always do. Just, it's kind of hard to give people that advice until they've actually been in that position. It just, it's easy to say, don't focus on the money when you see a lot of money on the line. It's easy to say that, but when you're in that position, it's a bit different. But all I could really say is focus on controlling your emotions more than anything. It's that simple. And, and so were you risking a little bit more on that or was it more the fact that you had a bigger starting balance and that was the differentiator? So for a flip challenge, generally, yes, you are risking a bit more. I think the maximum drawdown on my account was under 30%. We'll see it on my FX book. It, it shows it all there. So I did naturally use a little bit more risk than I usually would if I were to have that account size. But when you go back and watch the YouTube video I'll be posting, you'll see that I never went over one standard lot. I always use one standard lot the entire time. There were times where I did use higher, stand, uh, higher lots. There, I think the most I've ever used on one single trade was five lots. That was the most I've ever used. Even when I had $90,000 in the account, the most I ever used was five lots on one trade, and that only happened once or twice. All of the other trades are just one standard lot. And that's just now in terms of risk, you know, of controlling my risk management, I'm pretty sure you're going to ask me that. I'll just answer it now. I like to use a fixed lot. It's a lot easier for me because with a fixed lot, I know how much I'm going to make and lose before I even get into the trade. It's just a lot easier for me. So if you use a fixed lot in the beginning, you're going to grow your account quick. But as your account gets bigger, it's going to take a lot longer for you to have that growth considering you're using the same lot size you used when you started. Imagine trying to grow a $1,000 account using only one, uh, one mini lot. So point one, right? That's a dollar per pip. So let's say you're trying to grow your $1,000 account using one mini lot. It, it could happen pretty quickly, depending if you're catching hundreds of pips in a single trade. 
But as your account hits $10,000, it's going to take you 10 times longer to grow that account because you're still using one mini line. So I will say the benefit of the challenge that I was doing was the starting balance of 30K. It's not really advisable to use one standard law, but it technically can support one standard law depending on your risk tolerance. So my benefit was I started with 30K and the other benefit was I was able to control my emotions and understand stop hunts, you know, zones where, you know, the stop losses are most likely to get hit. So I was able to hold my trade longer than usual, understand where things will reverse. And uh, but yeah, the starting balance was a good benefit. But at the same time, the big benefit was the fact that I'm trading Bitcoin, silver, and US 30. Those were like really big ones that I was trading. So no matter what account size you have, even if you have a million dollars, you can still make, you know, 50K, 100K in a month if you're just using one standard lot in one trade. That's it. Because mm. on Bitcoin with the broker I'm using specifically, one standard lot is equivalent to you holding one full Bitcoin. Wow. So that means if you were in a buy position, and Bitcoin goes up by $1,000, you just made $1,000 on that trade. And so for me, you know, the broker I'm using for silver, silver, I love silver. I mean, I can't tell you how much I love silver. <laughs> silver, every $1 movement on silver is equivalent to 1,000 pips. So imagine, you know, how quickly things can turn out. <laughs> and so when I just use my strategy with the way I trade and understanding how technical analysis works, uh, my, my version of technical analysis works, um, I can easily secure a thousand pips in, you know, just a few hours. And with silver, the payout is half. So if you do a thousand pips with the standard lot, instead of you making ten thousand dollars, you'll make five thousand dollars. So that was a. Uh, that's it. Yeah. yeah, interesting. So, so in terms of the markets that you trade, I mean, what is it? Those three, or do you have a more than that? My main ones are Bitcoin, silver, and gold. For now, um, in the past, I was very heavy on forex, and then the the silver bug bit me, right? The gold bug bit me, all those, you know, indices. Uh, I really started to get hooked on that because the profits are pretty much 10 times quicker, but the losses are also 10 times quicker. Um, so still to this day, I only use like one standard lot per trade, no matter how big my account is. Uh, yeah. Because so yeah. I mean, I look, I asked, actually I asked in my chat probably a year or so ago, it said, hey, you guys trading Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies, what are, you, what are your views? And everyone was coming back saying, hey, look, don't trade it, just invest in it and hold it and you're not you're better off not trading it because i said yeah well, the, the, when i looked at the spreads it seemed ridiculous i mean how do you find that with with um bitcoin i actually completely agree with what they say but if you're someone that's in my position that you can trade any market like literally any market i can't help but take advantage of trading it that's actually how i had two really good months you know and that's how i was able to flip the account most of my trades were bitcoin trades and uh, so, yeah, what I will say is for the average person that doesn't know how to day trade, or let me rephrase that for the average person that isn't already a consistently profitable day trader that can live off of their trading. Correct. Don't trade Bitcoin. Don't day trade Bitcoin. Just invest in it. That's your best opportunity. But for the people that already know how to day trade and they're living off their day trading, then yeah, go for it. As long as you're controlling your risk, emotions, your patience. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> mic, mic drop. Um, yeah. <laughs> Now, one other question that sort of comes to mind here is like, so I'm looking at this, you know, I've written it down here, nine, 1999.90, almost $2,000. I mean, it seems like from what I hear, you weren't doing a lot of get my own income and throw into trading. I'm just going to grow accounts. And uh, which way did you ta Which way did you go? Did you eventually get to the point where you're like, okay, now I'm going to take some of the, you know, whatever, whatever income I've, I'd earned 
so elsewhere, put it into my trading, or did you just constantly grow accounts? And if it was the latter, how did you um, how did that growth sort of pan out to get to a point now where you know you're happily starting in a, uh, a month with 30k and, and looking to grow it to 100? Right. So my goal the entire time in my first three years, I was trying to make money quick, uh, but at the same time, it, it was a weird mix. I was mainly trying to make money quick. So let me give an example. With the $1,000 accounts that I had, I would always trade five mini lots, which we all know is ridiculous on a, on a, on a $1,000 account. You're, you're asking for, you know, you're setting yourself up for disaster. So my goal was to make money because I wanted to get out of like sales and marketing. And I just wanted to trade. I didn't want to have to be restricted on when's my next paycheck coming. And I just wanted to, you know, make money. So I figured, hey, I was making about 80 to $160 a day. Uh, sometimes two hundred, three hundred dollars a day. It's always different when you, you know, you're an independent contractor. So I'm like, okay, if I can just make two hundred dollars a day trading, then I'm good to go. So with five mini lots, all I have to do is catch forty pips because forty times five dollars a pip, that's two hundred dollars. So uh, that's that was my goal, and uh, so that that's pretty much where I started. But I, sorry, I forgot the other half. Yeah, yeah, the other half is like, so how did you, so did you constantly just keep growing your account once you once you worked out how to do it or did you reinvest some some other capital into that gotcha okay good question this is uh where i come back to saying withdraw your profits once i got out of that losing phase and once i got out of the mentality of i'm stuck at two thousand dollars like i couldn't get past that number once i was able to easily get past that number consistently. Like what I would do is I would turn a $1,000 account into let, let's say $5,000. And it, it would take me about a month to do that. So it wasn't like a, a whole lot of time, but it wasn't a short amount of time either when you look at the, the percentage return. So I'll turn like $1,000 into $5,000 using higher risk, you know, five mini lots, three mini lots, but I never went more than five mini lots on that. Uh, I, with my profits, all my profits, I would just withdraw it. So I always withdrew my profits. And what I noticed was that the more of my profits I withdrew, the more money I made after I withdrew. It's because I'm in that profitable state of mind. So that's how I got out of the losing phase and into the winning phase. It was by seeing that money hit my bank account. Interesting, because somebody else, I think was a pajama billionaire, said exactly the same thing. Make the withdrawal (laughs) on the profit. Just do it. It's got to be done. So what about... um, what about? And I asked him this question as well. What about if you uh, dropped? Say, say you, yeah, you're not in that phase. You're not in the winning phase. You're not you know, making money consistently. You put a thousand dollars in. You drain it to five hundred by you know some stupid stuff. Then you start to get better and you bring that up to let's say eight hundred dollars. Would you say if you it'd be a good idea to withdraw some of that money and get you back to the five hundred, or are you still sort of going well? You really need to get past the one thousand before you withdraw. That's a, that's a really good question, and I think that's where a lot of people start to encounter hurdles. I would say, let's say you have a thousand dollars, you bring it down to five hundred, and once your account's at five hundred, you bring it back to eight hundred, right? I think that's some somewhat of what you said. Yeah. If if, if you bring it back to eight hundred, you're still negative two hundred dollars, but you turned your five hundred to eight hundred. Mm. So this is actually what I've been. Uh, this is what I did. Also, went during my withdrawal phase of uh, withdrawal the profits that helped me get out of the losing phase, I would actually withdraw those, uh, not all the profits, but let's say I went from 1000 to 500 and then 500 to 800 I would withdraw like $100. That's what I did. I would withdraw a percentage of that profit. 
even though you're still not in profit overall in the account, you still grew it from 500 to 800. So the whole point for me was I needed to experience withdrawals as much as possible, as consistently as possible, just so I could remind myself, you can do this. Like this is possible. So that, that's what I did. Mm. Yeah, it's good advice. It's good advice. It's it's probably the first time I've actually heard that on the show because I don't think we got an answer last time. But um, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Now, looking at your trading, you know, this day and age, what do you want to sort of explain your trading style? You've talked about divergence. How would you explain it? Sure. Everything I do is based around simplicity. Keep things as simple as possible. If you don't keep it simple. You know, as they all say, keep it stupid, simple, keep it simple, stupid, that acronym KISS. Yeah. I pretty much live by that. That's pretty much my, my life's motto, simplicity. And yeah, I mean, it's keep it simple. <laughs> that, so my strategy really, it just revolves around just understanding uh, the chart. And the, the way that happens is just through six years of trial and error. Um, so when you look through my channel, my YouTube channel, they can check it out. I pretty much teach everything there for free. So if I don't answer that much here, I'll still an- answer it, but on my YouTube channel, I talk about tweezers and different types of reversal candles. It's very basic stuff. Like it's super basic stuff that people just don't believe it. So like when they see my profits, when they see me growing and flipping accounts and doing all this stuff, they just can't believe at how simple it is of my way of looking at the chart. But the answer always comes down to this. Keep it simple and you need to dedicate at least five to 10 years to do this. Um, so my trading really just revolves around simplicity. I use divergence for you know uh, confirmations on reversals, trend continuations, uh, tweezer tops, tweezer bottoms with an engulfing candle at a key zone of support or resistance. I made entire YouTube videos on this to show people like, hey, you can get some pretty big swing trades or scalp trades. I, I, I keep things simple. That, that's it. So no matter what you do, just keep your strategy as simple as possible. You want to have it so simple that you can teach a middle schooler how to do it in under 10 minutes. And that's, I think, is what helped me get to this point is I'm able to do it easily and I can teach it to people in five seconds. And what about a risk to reward? So you talked about, you know, you've, you can get some ridiculous win rates, risk to reward on each trade. How does that look? So because I'm not usually using a stop loss, what I do is I use low risk and I let the trade play out. So it, you can't obviously determine your risk if you don't have a stop loss. You're going to have to keep everything mental. You're going to have to draw a horizontal line out where you would get out. You're going to have to stay disciplined of, Hey, if it hits that horizontal line of where you would get out, you have to get out, right? Because there's no stop loss. So you have to mainly do it in terms of the risk. Let me just say it like this in a way where people can interpret it, interpret it. So here's what I mean. Let's say I have a $100,000 account, right? Which I did before I withdrew it. (laughs) Let's say I have a $100,000 account. I'm not going to YOLO and do 10 standard lots. Like you see everyone doing, I'm not going to do 50 lots or even hundred lots. In my opinion, that's ridiculous. They're doing that because they're going to scalp and catch 10 pips and they make $1,000, right? Hey, all the power to you. Congratulations. But for me, that's way too risky. As we've all seen, especially when I saw your (laughs) Forex Simulator replay challenge, I think it was with JP or someone else, whatever. uh, They chose a time and date when the market dropped by like 1,000 pips or 3,000 pips in one candle, right? So... I always remind myself that every time I get into a trade, no matter how stable or how volatile the market is, I always have to remind myself, what if today is that day that this pair falls by 3,000 pips in one minute? Imagine how much money I will owe the brokerage, (laughs) right? (laughs) If my trade is wrong. So I always have to remind myself that. So that is why, for example, if I have a 100K account, 
I'm still not going to go over one standard lot on one trade. This way, if I'm not using a stop loss, I always ask myself, I call it the 300 pip rule. If the market falls against you, it, basically if the market goes against you by 300 pips while you're sleeping with no stop loss, will it A, blow your account or B, have a 50% drawdown or go into you know, margin call? If you answered yes to any of those, your risk is too high. And we're just talking one trade. So imagine if you have six or seven other trades open with one standard law each. You see the downside? Mm. So that's, that's pretty much my way of looking at it is, you know, if I'm focusing on aggressive trading, then you have to understand that the money you put in, chances are you're going to lose it all if you're trading aggressively. You have to be okay with that. Uh, so obviously only investors are you willing to lose. But if you're just trading for long-term growth and just, you know, making steady money here and there, then... You know, if I have a 100K account, I'm just going to use like five mini lots. That's it. And I'm just going to, you know, if I'm confident, I hold it. If it goes wrong, I close it. And so so with what about take profit then? So I'm just trying to work out like, so you, you've got a line where you, you know, stop losses. How do you determine your take profit? Really, I just keep it simple. I just to give you a simple answer, I just do it based on the next zone of support resistance. Uh, usually based on the way I'm trading, there's a high certainty it's going to go to my take profit based on my technical analysis, right? And my breakout patterns and everything. So for me, I'm just, let's say I'm focusing on uh, an aggressive side of trading. I'll just get out the moment I'm happy with the profit, even if it's not at that zone of support resistance. But if my goal is like slow, steady progression on the account, then I'll just wait for it to go to that zone and then close the trade. That's it. I just keep it simple. Okay. So you say you don't actually set a take profit or you don't trail stops or anything like that. It's pretty simple. Well, well yeah. I mean, I, I do have a take profit. My take profit is usually always at that okay. zone yep. of support resistance. But there are times where if I think it's going to fly, I'm just not going to use a take profit. I won't use a stop loss. But because I'm not using a stop loss, remember my rule, I use very low risk and I follow the 300 pip rule. So if it goes 300 pips against me, it's not going to damage me at all. Like I'm not even going to be stressed out. Remember, this goes back to the $1,000 account, yeah. the challenge for 30 yeah. days. If you trade one micro lot on a $1,000 account, I guarantee you, you're not even going to check your phone for days because you're not going to care what happens. You know that if you're 200 pips negative, you're only $20 drawdown. That's 2%. That's better than losing the whole account, risking it. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, that's the way I do things is very low risk and uh, I have the patience to hold it. And and so you've moved almost by the sounds of it completely away from Forex in terms of like, you know, your regular trading. When did you decide to do that? And what was the sort of the reason behind it? Right. So I still do Forex here and there, um, you know, still really profitable with that. It's just that one, once I started trading uh, Bitcoin on these Forex brokerages, and once I started trading silver, I think silver was the moment that I really switched over. Actually, I can actually pinpoint it to one specific moment is when I went to visit my buddy, Nick, you actually had him oh, on Nick, the, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nick Nachaniki, uh met him in Miami. In the hotel, that was when I first really started trading silver. And that day, while I was in the hotel, like waiting for him, I made like 4K that day. And I was like, wait a second. I made 4K using only like five mini lots each trade. And I only did like three trades that day. Why am I still doing Forex? <laughs> so, so, so for me, yeah. that was, now that I remember, that was the exact moment that I decided I'll still trade Forex, but I'm mainly going to do silver, gold, US 30. Still got to use good risk, but I'm going to stick to those. Okay, cool. This uh, is interesting. Eh? Uh, that's a, I've never looked, I, I looked at silver years ago and it was like, I had no idea. It was all over. It was like just the wickiest market I've ever seen. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I I will have to open the chart up again with what I know now and see see if it um see if it adheres to what what I can do. Um, interesting stuff. Now, what does your typical trading day look like? It, this, this is actually funny you ask that. I don't have an exact schedule. I don't have an exact system I follow. Like I wake up at this time, I meditate for an hour, I do this, you know, I I, I do this at this time. Here's why I don't have an exact system or schedule with my life or my trading. It's because the way I trade, if I see a setup, I take it. I don't wake up early for the London session just because someone on YouTube told me that's a good thing to do. I don't wake up at this time just because it's outlined in a course. If I see a setup, I take the trade and I hold the trade until it goes right or wrong. That's it. So when you have that understanding of trading, you no longer need to wake up at a specific time. You no longer need to check your phone every five minutes. You check it when you get a notification that your trade hit stop loss or take profit and you move on to the next trade. Right. Okay. So so just to get my head around that. Um, <laughs> so you, how, oft, how, how are you looking at the chart? Because I believe you mentioned ages ago that you, um, when we first met, you, you just trade from your phone. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, I only use my phone 99% of the time because, and this is something I teach to my my students in person when they see it. It, The the way I trade is so simple. You don't need your laptop, your iPad. I have all these devices, but I just use my phone. And, you know, that's why I find it funny when people say, oh, trading from from your phone is dumb. You know, you can't do it. Listen, that flip account, that was all done on my phone. I never even used my computer. It's all done on my phone. So that's why I'm saying there, there are a million ways of trading out there. You just have to learn about them you have to take time that's what i'm saying it's just time the more time you have in the market the more you will find your own way of trading that's it it's just about finding your own way of trading for me trading on the phone is best because the what i look for it's easier to i'm so sorry i keep dropping this thing uh, my way of trading it's so it's a lot easier to spot you know what let me just leave that down i'm sorry it's a lot easier to spot on my phone because the chart is more compressed. So the chart's more compressed, so it's a lot easier for me to spot exactly what I'm looking at. That's why I like it on the phone versus uh, the computer. And a little sort of technical question here. Are you using the MetaTrader app or uh, TradingView or something else? I use MetaTrader for all my Forex trades, everything I do with the brokerage. But when I do my stock trading, I always use TradingView because you you can search up anything on TradingView. So when I do my breakout patterns and everything, for example, uh, GameStop was probably the best one I've done uh, in terms of my breakouts. Uh, I called that out back on February 8th. I said, hey, my breakout pattern is right here. Within a week or less, it's going to break out to $160. I think only I had like two people listen to me. Well, two weeks later, yesterday, it broke out to $170 in one day, right? <laughs> so uh, was this after the big news thing and every, everything with GameStop? Was that, was that after it? And it sort of dropped back down. You were looking at it again? Correct. Yeah. So after the whole short squeeze, when it fell back down, everybody thought it was done. And I'm like, no, 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 this is not done. My breakout pattern's right there. And uh, so, yeah, to answer your question, I use TradingView when I analyze the stocks. That's it. (laughs) Um, Right. So what do you think made you different from other guys out there that are struggling, possibly even guys who are working day jobs and are a bit older? What what do you think, what traits did you have? And we know what actions you took, but what traits did you have that you think might have made you a bit different to, to be able to get to the point where you're, you know, you're living off your trading? Really, to keep it simple, it's patience. 
I know it's a boring answer. I know nobody wants to hear it. They all want to hear something magical, some kind of hidden secret, some kind of gem, you know, but it's, it's just patience. That's it. Patience, time. That is what I was willing to invest in. I was willing to wait five years when I first found the industry forex, you know, after watching that first Facebook video, imagine when you're 18 years old and you see someone making like a million dollars in a minute on the phone, you're going to feel like, Whoa, wow. Awesome. And you're going to get all emotional and you're going to want to do that really quick. But I told myself, you know what, that person probably took decades, you know, 10, 20 years to get to this point where he can make that much money in a day. I can't hop in this industry and realize it's going to happen right away. So I think that's what separates me from everyone else. I realized from the very beginning that this is going to take me at least a decade if I really want to become a professional, it's going to take me a decade. Mm. Yeah, and as I like, I was on this live stream earlier on on uh, Instagram, and I was sort of saying the same thing as like, like, but in terms of, it's like you got you're out there competing against the best in the world, right? So you've got to get to the point where you are among the best in the world at this thing, and it's 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 like going up against your top sports team that you support, right? You've got to be as good as them to. Yeah, give a competitive match or even win so it's not going to happen overnight right you're not going to jump out there and I mean I'm, I'm a Chelsea supporter I'm, I'm not going to play against Chelsea and, and score a goal I'm not even probably going to get the ball um, but if I practice enough I might be able to get a few touches in so right. so yeah that, I mean that, that's sort of my my analogy on how that works but yeah interesting patience hasn't been mentioned in the show recently but man it is so important I do believe that um, what about somebody who's working a day job and what steps would you recommend they take to start making it as a trader? If you're working a day job, get off social media. Stop watch. And I know this goes directly against what you and I do, right? We make YouTube videos. We produce content on social media. <laughs> what I will say is if they're going to stay off social media, they should at least continue to follow you because you're doing podcasts with other people. They're giving helpful advice. When I say get off social media, I mainly mean unfollow everyone that gets you emotional. And I mean that if it's emotional in a positive or negative way, you have to focus on yourself in this industry, in this industry of trading. What I do, me turning 30K to 100K in two months, that means nothing. It doesn't matter because that isn't going to change you. That isn't going to change your way of trading, right? So you have to focus on yourself in order to really grow at anything in life. How do you think uh, what was what's that guy's name? I, I'm so dumb for even asking this. The the professional soccer player, the the one that everyone knows in the world, Messi um, or Ronaldo. Well, Ronaldo, right? Yeah. So both of them. But yeah. anyone, any anyone you look at, they focus on themselves. They didn't become super professional world athletes by. Well, I'm guessing maybe they did hire a coach or something, but most of them, they will always tell you they focused on themselves. Every single day when everyone else was sleeping, while everyone else was working, doing things, they were working on their craft. They were practicing their dribbling. They were practicing their layups. They were doing everything on their own when no one was watching. When everyone else goes home from finishing their uh, practice with the team, they're they're still there practicing. That is what's going to separate you from everyone else, not watching these videos on social media. So I would say if you're working a day job and you really want to become successful trading, you have to avoid all of the hype. That's what I'm trying to say. Avoid the hype on social media. Just focus on yourself and that's it. It's funny. Um, We had uh, this guy called Dobby FX on the show. Uh, he, he used to play Division One basketball, which I think I've established as NCAA uh, in the States a few years ago. And, he, and I said, like, how competitive was it? And he goes, he goes, look, I'd turn up to training three hours beforehand and there'd be guys already in there sweating 
who turned oh up God. before him. And he's like, that's how competitive it is. And that's like how he's approached trading, which is, is fantastic. Wow. So, um, right. Next question is three things on a price chart. What do you recommend somebody goes away and starts educating themselves on? Okay. So if you're looking at a, if you're looking at a chart, a lot of the times, let's take silver, for example. Um, you're going to notice the key zones are usually the numbers that end in zero, zero. So like 28, 27, 26, 25. I want you to mark up those zones with a horizontal line. And I want you to count how many times it bounced off that zone multiple times. This is something that's very basic that a lot of people teach, free courses, paid courses, but it's something that people don't really focus on. So focus on the key numbers. Um, you have to remember the chart is a living, breathing entity in the form of candlesticks. And the longer you've been with that person, the longer you get to know them, right? So every, every chart has its own characteristic, just like every woman and every guy has their own personality. So learn each chart's personality. And that starts, in my opinion, with understanding the psychological numbers. Mm. That's it. Mm. Nice. Uh, and what about... Uh, a, have you got something that somebody should go away and like master for the next month? If they were going to master one thing, what would it be? Their risk, emotions, and their patience. So they should do that 30-day challenge. Only one micro lot per trade and no stacking. And try doing only Forex pairs. See how well you can do. It doesn't matter if you make money or lose money. As long as you can follow that challenge and come out at the end of the month, um, a little bit of profit, a little bit of loss. As long as you follow the challenge, you won. And thinking about a mindset, so you've talked about mindset a few times, patience and that. I mean, do you have any, like, I suppose, tips or techniques, something that some somebody can tangibly apply to help change their mindset in uh, in the direction of becoming a better trader? Hmm. I have the answer. I just got to figure out how I'm going to structure it. Really, I mean, I guess I'll use the old quote that a lot of people say, imagine in the corner of your room, money is sitting there. Let's say it's more money than you usually make in a day. Let's say on on a daily basis at your day job, you'll make like 80 or 90 bucks. That's how much I used to make when I was a lifeguard, right? Imagine you see that $80 sitting on the floor. Would you A, pick up that money now, take it, it's your profit, you can keep it, no strings attached. Or B, if you think based on logic, whatever reason you have to think that actually in an hour, $400 is going to appear instead of only 80 or 90. Would you wait the hour in hopes that it does, but it's not a guarantee, right? So would you rather a grab the money there because it's guaranteed or B wait for the ability to have 400 instead of 80, right? But there's no guarantee. Think about that. And that's trading in a nutshell. You take the profit now, walk away, or B, you can swing trade intraday, get a bigger profit, but that's not guaranteed. But that's where the real money's at. Is that like uh, in terms of manual trading? It's a, uh, yeah. So it really, I mean, it's a good question. I'm trying to yeah. figure out how to so, structure so it, but like, that's see, the only see way. See what you would do on a daily basis almost like, you know, and, and I suppose the, what you want to get to the point of being able to happily say to yourself is, I'm, I want the $400 and I realize that I'm going to risk, you know, not getting the $400. Is that, is that the answer? That's exactly it. And the thing that every trader has to remember is that there's a chance that you may not get the $400. But if your strategy says there's a good chance you'll get it, and if you don't get it, as long as you followed your strategy, that's all that matters. Whether you make the money or you don't, follow your strategy, 
and whatever happens happens, but you stay consistent with it. So mm-hmm. you just have to remember that you could make it or you couldn't. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's just the life of a trader. I could wake up tomorrow and make a thousand or not make a thousand. It's just, it's very basic things. The entire way of just living off your trading is just very, comes down to following the basics, but it's amplified with the more money you have. That's it. Okay, I'm going to ask a couple. Uh, I think we've we've actually answered almost all the questions here. So I'm, I'm only going to ask one question. I mean, do you have like a rec- recommended book or resource somebody could go and check out after this? Babypips.com. It's 100% free. I always tell people, um, I think courses are great, whether they're paid courses or free courses. But no matter what you do, stay with, uh, stick with the basics in the beginning. Babypips.com. A lot of the stuff you're going to learn in day trading courses are already for free on Baby Pips. That's what I would say. That's the first resource. Brilliant. Okay, cool. Well, look, before we wrap up, what's the best way for the guys to get hold of you? Sure. You can follow me on YouTube. The channel is called Justin Equals Time. You can follow me on Instagram. The Instagram name is I'm Justin Time. It's actually spelled in a different way than what you would think. Uh, so if if you are going to post this on YouTube, could you just post the link directly? <laughs> this way, people don't search it and come across 20 different ah, impersonators. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people impersonating me on social media and they'll spell the name just like mine, but they'll add a letter three instead of the letter E. And, yeah. you know, the, so it, basically I'm just in time is spelled I M J U S T N N T I M E. That's how you spell. I'm just in time, but stay up to date with me on Instagram. Um, we're coming out with new softwares and new tools for traders, just like my, my, my brand new mobile apps coming out. So if you want to stay tuned, you can follow me there. Yeah. Cool. Brilliant. Uh, and do remember, guys, that we should mention that, you know, we've got this uh, 10 trade challenge as well, haven't we, on the uh, Forex Simulator? Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you reminded me about that. Yeah, we, we started with we started it with $1,000. And I told Cam, like, okay, if five or six, seven people don't pass it, let's raise the stakes to $2,000. And uh, my goal, the thing is, I built this challenge. It's designed to be hard. It's It's designed to be hard that probably not even super professional traders can pass it because we all know in trading, no one's ever a hundred percent, whether they say they are or not, no one's ever a hundred percent. You can win nine out of 10 and you know, it's still going to be tough. So my goal was design it, uh, was to design it pretty tough this way. You know, we can really see who's, who's good. <laughs> That's my goal. I just want to see who's yeah. good. And so, you know, as I mentioned to Dovi before he's at this current point in time, he's done the best with six out of 10, which I thought was phenomenal. Um, and I think his seventh had a chance as well, and it, it just didn't quite make it. But I, I think what it shows is it is it is doable. I mean, he's got over five, which is unbelievable. So somebody, will do, it. somebody will do it at some point. And guys, if you do want to uh, practice it, uh, check out the challenges section on Trading Nut. Uh, what you're going to find there is a link to the Forex Simulator software as well. So get a copy of it, practice, give it a go, and then we'll get we'll do an open day where a whole bunch of people can come on and have a crack at it at some point. So um, that's coming up, guys. But for now, a big thank you to Justin for sharing everything with us today. Um, there's going to be links over there on the show notes in TradingNut to find them. Search, simply search for Justin, and you can just type his name in normally there in the search box on TradingNut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. Awesome. Take care, everyone. There you go, folks. Interview with Justin Dunn and Dusted. Now, do remember we've got those semifinals for Trader vs. Trader coming up. Go and check them out over there on Trading Nut. Also, you want to check out the individual challenges where uh, Richard Nasser got 13.42, the fantastic wee video to go and check out there as well. And also, remember Robot Builders Club, 
the price is going to go up. So if you want to automate some or all of your trading, go and check it out there over on TradingNet where I teach you how to build uh, expert advisors for MetaTrader 4 and MetaTrader 5. Merch coming soon, folks, as well. So stay tuned for that. Hope you're going to love it. All right, see you next time.